Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, September 14th, 2023. I'm Mike Kajopoli. Hello, how's everyone doing <clears throat> on this on this Thursday evening? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. You know, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to get to. And whenever there's a lot to get to, I never know exactly or where to start. But I think we should start with the uh, the decision in Florida, right? Joseph Ladapo, uh, Ron DeSantis's uh, Surgeon General, has decided to recommend against the the COVID-19 booster number. What is this? Booster number six, seven? I don't know. I, I, I lose track after a while. So he's decided against giving people under 65 getting the booster. And a major reason why they've made this decision in Florida for people under 65 to not get it is because these vaccines have not been put through a trial. So we do not know if they're safe or effective. Now, that is exactly the point so much of us have been making since the beginning with these vaccines is that they're not safe and they're not effective now the not effective part we know we've known it for years now that they don't stop the spread of covid that they don't do what vaccines do okay you don't need to take <clears throat> a vaccine 27 times okay so they keep on calling these things vaccines which they're not okay there's been no vaccine in history before this one that you need every six months or every year. There's been no vaccine in history that you need to get 25,000 times, okay? That's not a vaccine. So when they invented, when Jonas Salk invented the, uh, the, uh, the vaccine for polio, it was not necessary to get that every year. It was not necessary. People who got the polio vaccine didn't get polio two, three, four times. They didn't get mild, even mild polio several times. Um, this is not a vaccine. Why is it not a vaccine? Because it doesn't work. It does not work to stop the disease that is meant for, that is meant to stop, that is created to stop. Just like all vaccines before it, stop the disease they were created to stop. Um, so on top of that, we have a situation where at least 97%, not 100% of all Americans have already had COVID at least once, if not two or three or four times. So there's been acquired immunity. We know that. This is a scientific fact. This is not made up, okay? This is not like a fairy tale. This is real science. Acquired immunity is actual real science that's been around for fucking centuries, okay? So everyone's had COVID at least once, and these vaccines do not stop the spread. And they're not safe, nor they're effective, nor are they tested long enough to know if they're safe or effective. So what I'm gonna do is read the exact guidance for the COVID-19 boosters as put out by the state of Florida. This is from the uh, Twitter account of Dr. Joseph Ladapo. As the federal government makes new boosters for COVID-19 available, the Florida Department of Health 
reminds healthcare providers of their obligation to remain up to date with the current literature related to the mRNAA-19 COVID-19 vaccines. A new mRNA COVID-19 booster was approved on September 11th by the federal government, while the initial mNRA COVID-19 vaccines were authorized by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, utilizing human clinical trial data, the most recent booster approval was granted in the absence of any meaningful booster-specific clinical trial data performed in humans. In both cases, the federal government has failed to provide sufficient data to support the safety and efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccines. Healthcare providers are expected to include the information in this guidance in discussions with patients regarding the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. Based on the high rate of global immunity and currently available data, the state surgeon general recommends against the booster for individuals under 65. Individuals 65 and older should discuss this information with their healthcare provider, including potential concerns outlined in this guidance. Providers and patients should be aware of out, outstanding safety and efficacy concerns. One, throughout the pandemic, studies across geographic regions have found that the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines are associated with negative effectiveness after four to six months. As efficacy wanes, studies show that the COVID-19 vaccinated individuals developed an increased risk for infection. This is not found in other vaccines, including the flu vaccine. The mRNA COVID-19 vaccines present the risk of subclinical and clinical myocarditis and other cardiovascular conditions, including among otherwise healthy individuals. There is unknown risk of potential adverse impacts with each additional dose of the vaccine. Currently, individuals may have received uh, five to seven doses and counting of the vaccine after three-year period, over three-year period. Elevated levels of spike protein from the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine persist among some individuals for an indefinite period of time, which may carry health risks. Improving habits and overall health help manage and reduce the risk of serious health problems such as heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and obesity. The State Surgeon General and the Department continue to encourage Floridians to prioritize their overall health by staying physically active, <clears throat> maximizing processed, minimizing processed foods, maximizing vegetables and healthy fats, and spending time outside to support the necessary vitamin D levels. This is from the Florida Department of Health Office of the State Surgeon General Joseph Ladipo. Do you imagine, once again, the amazing clarity, efficiency, competency of Ron DeSantis and Joseph Ladipo to put out those guidelines that no other state in this country have put out, that the federal government under the Alzheimer's patient in chief certainly have never uh, put out. Simple guidelines which say, here's the truth, here are the facts, <clears throat> make your decisions either by yourself or in coordination with your, uh, with your healthcare provider. Um, this is what Ladipo said in one of his tweets. The CDC and FDA continue to push COVID vaccines that are not backed by clinical evidence, but blind faith alone with zero regard for the widespread immunity we have. The American people deserve the truth, but the Biden administration only wants to control your behavior. Ron DeSantis said today, the Florida Surgeon General, Dr. Ladapo is advising caution 
regarding the use of the hastily approved mRNA COVID boosters. We will not stand by and let the FDA and CDC use Floridians as guinea pigs for mRNA jabs that have not been proven to be safe or effective. This is the incredible brass balls of Ron DeSantis. This man has huge cojones, huge cojones. Um, and it's, it's, I think people are really shocked by how ballsy this guy is. But not just ballsy, but competent, effective, and right. He's right. And uh, I saw a trailer for the film Napoleon. I don't know if this is an actual quote from Napoleon or if it's made up in the film. But Joaquin Phoenix, who plays Napoleon, at one point says, I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong, but I'm never wrong. Ron DeSantis is just never wrong. Then you have a guy on the flip side. Well, two guys, Biden and Trump, but right now we'll talk about Trump, who's always wrong, but never admits they're wrong. So it's kind of like a 180 degree difference, right? You got a guy in DeSantis who's always right, and a guy who's uh, Trump's always wrong, but never will admit he's wrong. So while Ron DeSantis and and Joseph Ladipo are being uh, competent, doing the right thing, following actual science, you have Donald Trump continuing to defend Operation Warp Speed and making up numbers, pulling numbers out of his uh, uh, bloated ass, saying that 10 million lives, he, he keeps on changing the number. I think he first said 2 million, then he said 10 million, now he said 100 million. I wonder if anyone in the media will cover that change. He went from 2 million lives saved to 100 million lives saved, so he just pulls Numbers, he makes everything up and he lies as always. That's what he does. That's what Donald Trump's done his entire life. He makes shit up. Remember, Barack Obama wasn't a citizen. His investigators in Hawaii were going to find hard evidence of this. Never happened, right? So he's always lied. I have hard evidence that, you know, the uh, the election's been stolen. Doesn't have any evidence at all the election was stolen. And now he says 100 million people or so with, were, were, were saved by his uh, Operation Warp Speed. He continues to say that was effective, that the vaccines are effective. When he says these things at rallies, even his cult boo him because they know it's bullshit. And they also know that Ron DeSantis has been right all along. They were all loving Ron DeSantis until their cult leader told them not to like him anymore because he dare run against him. So while DeSantis is doing the right thing in regard to these new boosters, Trump continues to double and triple down on his failed Operation Warp Speed and saying what a success the vaccines were, saving lives. And we know that's total hogwash bullshit. And I have some clips I will play of him uh, recently being interviewed and continuing to talk about how great the vaccines were, how great Fauci was, and so on and so forth. What's amazing is that 99.9% of the people who who follow Donald Trump, who like Donald Trump, know it's bullshit. Know all he's talking about is bullshit. When he says the Fauci was great, he couldn't fire him, uh, the vaccines were safe and effective, Operation Morph Speed was was a success that he did the right thing and Ron DeSantis did the wrong thing. His followers know he's full of shit. They know that. But it's the it's the same thing. That's why I always equate this to Gavin Newsom's lies. 
They know that their followers are so stupid, they're so gullible, they're so low IQ and ignorant that they'll buy it. They'll buy it. So they're allowed to lie like this. You don't get this kind of blatant lying to the, to the, to the public in really any other country, I don't believe. Because the people there don't take kindly to obvious bullshit. And, but the politicians here know that their cults, right, will believe whatever they, whatever bullshit they push, right? So when you have people like Biden or liberals pushing that he's been the most effective president, he's been such a fantastic president, well, inflation just went up another 3%, doesn't matter because people are in these tribes here where they will believe everything that their cult leader, tribe leader, party leaders, whatever you want to believe, say. I mean, there are people out there who will just totally love someone because they have a D or an R next to the name or totally hate someone because they have a D or an R next to the name, not knowing anything at all about that person. That's how strong tribes are here. And that tribalism allows politicians to outwardly lie, spit in people's faces and get away with it. That's the problem in this country. Yes, could I be getting at that the two-party system is a problem in this country? Maybe, but it goes a lot deeper than that. So deep, I don't have time to get into it here, but I think if there were five parties here, you had the same kind of tribalism. Let's say there was, look, look at the Green Party. Let's say it was stronger, a real, let's say it was on the same level, libertarian, on the same level as Democrat. I believe you would have leaders in those parties being able to bullshit people into in that party in that tribe into believing the nonsense they talk about there's just a certain gullibility uh look at some of the top cults the major cults the most famous cults they're not from sweden they're not from the uk they're not from uh colombia they're from the united states because there's a there's a psychological issue with people in this country when it comes to this cult-like mentality, this tribalism, religion, faith, that is unlike anywhere else. And that's why we're in the kind of world that, world of shit we're in in this country. There's so few independent thinkers, right? There are a few people who, people who can say, yeah, you know, I like this person, but that doesn't, that doesn't ring very true. That doesn't ring very true. And if that person says enough things that don't ring any true, they call them on it and they go on. They move on to someone else. They say, you know what? You're not, I'm not on your side anymore. You lie too much. You don't get that in this country. You don't. You don't. This is why I say there are very few people who, uh, you know, will abandon somebody. With Trump, you get what you get. The people in this cult are never going to abandon him. And he's not going to get any new followers, right? Uh Biden's the same thing. There are so many people who voted for him three years ago who will never admit that he's a mess. They'll never admit that he's mentally uh, incapable of being president anymore. They won't. They won't. At the, at, at, the, at the best, they'll qualify it by saying, well, he's still better than the R. He's still person than the better with the R. next." To Anyone who believes that Donald Trump's a better candidate, a better politician, a better person, a better leader than Ron DeSantis is a moron. The same goes for anyone who believes Biden is a better leader than Ron DeSantis. You're, you're an idiot. There's no other way to put it. 
yes, you're in a cult, you're a tribal, there's something mentally wrong with you. I still think you're an idiot. So it, it's quite obvious to those of us who are not part of any tribe, right? I mean, how could I be part of a tribe? I voted for Bill Clinton. I voted for Bernie Sanders. I'm going to vote for Ron DeSantis. So what tribe am I in? Put me in a tribe. Go ahead. Clinton to Sanders to DeSantis. I'm not in any tribe. I'm not. I can change the way I think. I'm an independent thinker. Most people who voted for Bill Clinton in 1992 are still Democrats, still voting for every Democrat that runs, every single one of them, okay? The people who voted for Ronald Reagan are still voting for every Republican who comes down the line. Very few people change or have the ability to change. I, I think that's a uniquely American thing. I really do. I lived in Canada for a couple of years, and it, it isn't even the same there. I found people that said, well, this party, the Labour Party, whatever it used to be my party, now they've changed. I kind of moved it to a different party. They, they're able to, like, take in new information, take in new information and change. Yes, Bernie Sanders, would you say, Bob? He's a socialist cop. Well, he's also a phony. Look, look, let's say I believe in socialism or communism. I don't, but let's say I did. Bernie Sanders is a phony. I don't know what Bernie Sanders believes in. I want you to tell me what, what socialist sucks up to big pharma. What communist sucks up, up to big pharma for the last three years who never once does what Ron DeSantis just did and said, you know what? The science says maybe we don't need more of these. Maybe they don't need to boosters. Maybe they don't need to make more money off these things. Maybe enough is enough now. He hasn't even said that much, Bernie. He's a phony. He's not a true. I don't. I think you're wrong, Bob. I don't think he's a true socialist. I don't think he's a true communist. I don't know even know if he's a capitalist. I don't know what Bernie is. He's a phony. I think he picked up on a certain uh, uh, feeling that a lot of Americans have. Yeah, he's a grifter. There are a lot of grifters out there. Exactly. That's what I was getting at, Bob. Thank you. He's he picked up on a certain mood, right? The certain mood was I got that anti-capitalist mood. I can get this. People are now tired of capitalism, unfettered capitalism. So I'm going to I'm going to pick up on that. And, I mean, and remember, Bernie never even had the balls to say he was a socialist. He said he was a democratic socialist. What does that even mean? He made up a watered down term, right? Because he didn't have the balls to say I'm a socialist. Look, if someone out there is a true commie or socialist and they're not afraid to say it, I believe in communism because of this. I believe in socialism because of this. I think it's a better way of life. Then go for it. But the people we have in this country, like Bernie Sanders, come on now. It, it's it, it was you're right. It was basically picking up just like Donald Trump, though, Bob, it's the other side of Donald Trump or the same side. Uh, it, it's it's basically picking up on people being upset at the government, right? Upset at the man, upset at the estab establishment and wanting something different, right? So what did Bernie Sanders offer? Okay, maybe he offered free stuff, maybe. Maybe he offered this society where we're going to, you know, we're going to eat the rich and we're going to take over, whatever it may be. And that, that, I mean, I was at Bernie Sanders rallies where they were chanting, eat the rich, Right. Donald Trump picked up on other other things, right? I'm going to drain the swamp. We got to get rid of these swamp creatures. Things that both Trumpers and Bernie Sanders supporters would believe in. Get rid of the swamp creatures. Get rid of the establishment, right? But Bernie Sanders was a phony, and Donald Trump is a phony. They're both phonies, okay? And 
they're both phonies in a lot of the same ways. Promising something because you're picking up on the disgust of the American people, right? The disgust at the establishment, the the disgust at those in power, that we seem to have the same power brokers controlling things all the time. This is what both Bernie and Trump picked up on almost simultaneously at the same time. People were offended in 2016. Uh, Trump supporters were offended when you compared them to Sanders supporters. And Sanders supporters were offended when you compared them to Trump supporters. But there were a lot of comparisons to be had, as I just said. They both picked up on that anti-establishment feeling of the left and the right. But what did they give us? Nothing. Bernie is a total phony, proved himself to be that by sucking up to the DNC twice and also selling out over the last three years to Big Pharma. And of course, Donald Trump didn't drain the swamp. He made it swampier than ever. So, but like I said, there's something about the voters, the people in this country, and it could be a weakness. It can be a lack of having a real life. It could be a lack of having people in your, li- in your life who are meaningful to you. I don't know what it is. I'm not Freud. But there's something about this country specifically where people worship demagogues. And the demagoguery in this country is like off the charts. Off the charts. And like I said, it goes deeper than two-party system. It goes deeper than the tribalism. It goes much deeper than that. Why here more than anywhere else? Why here more than anywhere else? All right, let me play some of this stuff because I really want to go back to what I was saying about the COVID, the new vaccine. So once again, I want to recap what I was saying at the beginning of the show, which is that I'm sure most of you know by now that Bernie, Bernie, sorry, <laughs> that, that Ron DeSantis and Joseph Ladipo have uh, advised against the new booster to um, those under 65, right? And... Uh, I wrote to Ron DeSantis, and I've said this many times, and I said, that's a great start. But when you become president, you have to stop the production of this of further boosters. It just has to stop. It has to end. So that's my hope and dream, is that when he becomes president, all this ends. I think this is a hint that it will, right? Because he's advising against this. Now, as, as governor of Florida, he can't prevent the production on a federal level, right, of this vaccine. But I'm hoping as president he can, and this is a kind of warning shot across the bow that that's going to come, right? But what he can do right now is say, look, we advise against taking this if you're under 65. Um, Joseph Ladipo says, Florida analysis shows uh, an 84% increased risk of cardiac death after mRNA vaccines in young men. An English analysis uh, shows a 70% increased risk in a similar age group. Two young boys in Connecticut died days after COVID facts with autopsy showing acute myocarditis. Instead of acknowledging these facts, this is from May, by the way, and analyzing their own data, critics perseverate or why I decided not to use an untested method first published during the pandemic, which happens to yield the result they find palatable. Aren't the lives of those who suffered or died after COVID vaccinations, just like those who died from COVID, worthy of compassion and scientific curiosity? One would hope, 
one would hope. So this is more uh, to get in line with uh, Dr. Ladapo and what he what they've done in Florida, what they've done in Florida. Um, and I think once again, this is simply Ron DeSantis leading, leading. Yet he has been right for the last three years. He's been right over and over again. He proved himself to be right over and over again. And yet, of course, he gets criticized, even though he's the only one that's right. People would rather listen to an exec at Big Pharma than Ron DeSantis and the Surgeon General. Think about that. People would rather take the word of Big Pharma, of Big Pharma, of the corrupt CDC, than the Surgeon General of Florida, who, like Ron DeSantis, has been right all along, while everyone else has been wrong, whether it comes to vaccines or lockdowns or masking or social distancing or opening businesses or whatever it may be. Proven right over and over and over and over again, yet the tribalists in this country still stick to their tribe, which was wrong about everything from day one. That's a uniquely American sickness, and I don't know how to cure it. I don't know. I don't know if there's any Surgeon General out there that knows how to cure this. Yes, I know Hunter Biden was indicted on gun charges. We'll, we'll get to that story in a second. Um, but there's also more. Uh, the, the DNC met earlier today, and they had decided to, to rig the primary again, basically. So that's the other side of this, right? you got the DNC rigging the primary. So an Alzheimer's patient doesn't have to run the primary, which you can understand. They know that. They Look, look they're, they're idiots. Voters, their constituents may not know that, but they know that Biden is a dementia-ridden Alzheimer's patient who is a puppet that they get to run. And they certainly don't want to put him on a debate stage now until they have to, right? Then I, could you imagine, I want you people to imagine, if the Republicans do the right thing and nominate Ron DeSantis, imagine those, do you think Biden will even debate Ron DeSantis? I mean, Trump's afraid to debate him. And Trump is, while he's a belligerent and he's a liar and DeSantis would call him on that stuff, mentally, you have to say, he's definitely more acute than Biden. Do you think Biden is going to debate DeSantis? I don't think so. I, mean, I can't imagine. I mean, he's afraid to debate RFK Jr., his handlers will never let that happen. The DNC will never let that happen. It's so pathetic. People on the right, Republicans defending Trump, right? And people on the left, Democrats defending Biden. Look at look at how low, what, what a low individual you need to be to put everything, to put your reputation behind these two elderly uh, people who would never get hired to run anything at their age. Do you think a Trump or a Biden in a normal world would get hired by anyone to run something now? Of course not. They'd be laughed at. They'd be told to retire. They'd be told to go to the retirement home. They can never get a job. And yet here we are, American politics. They're both the supposed alleged frontrunners for the nomination. Right? I'm going to go to some... Uh, uh, clips. This is Trump. 
This is Trump saying he didn't get the credit he deserved with COVID. Let's let's hear. Let me see if I can cue this up and play this for you. Other side, I don't not my side, although probably there's some on my side too. They said you saved a hundred million people because I got it done in nine months as opposed to five years to twelve years. A lot of people are proud of it. No, I'm not proud of it. I'm saying what Democrats think. Democrats. I get it, and I'm not, and I'm I'm not, not somebody I'm who not, denies some of the good yeah, that the vaccines yeah. did. I, I lived through that too. But yeah. of course, a lot of people have been vaccine injured, and that's one of the questions. Those people are mad that they were rushed through and that they can't sue. Well, I never gave mandates, and people have to make up their own, you know, make their own decision. As far as I'm concerned, now some places had mandates, had very strong mandates. Uh, largely Democrat governors and probably some Republicans, et cetera, et cetera. But there are Democrats that say, why aren't you talking about that? It's one of the, they really believe strongly. One said, you say, and this is very smart people. They said, you saved a hundred million people worldwide. Uh, in 1917, you know, they, it could have been as much as a hundred million. It ended the first world war because all the soldiers were dying of, of this horrible disease of 1917. You know, it actually ended the First World War. The soldiers were dying. They were on the lines. They're fighting and they're dying of this horrible disease. They said, you might have saved 100 million people, 50 million people. Why aren't you talking about it? I said, I'm not talking about it. But what I did do is I got something done for that specific thing. I also got Regeneron and I got a lot of therapeutics done, which were great. I also got the robes and the leather and the rubber and all of the different things, the ventilators. Mm -hmm. We did a tremendous job, and it's never, you know, they appreciated what I did with the economy. I got a lot of good marks on economy. I got a lot of good marks on a lot of things, rebuilding the military, getting rid of ISIS, uh, the biggest tax cuts in history. Uh, I never got, I think, the credit that I deserved on COVID. But I so there's Trump talking side. about, very blatantly there, how he saves, he says people say, this is, this is a, a trick Trump plays. Uh, he says, they say, no one ever said he saved 50 million, 100 million lives. He's saying that. He pulled that out of his ass. By the way, once again, it was 2 million. I think a month ago it was 2 million. Now it's 100 million. No one ever said that to him. He says, they say you saved 50, 100 million. Who says that? No one says that. There's no proof of that. There's no scientific. Where's the fucking scientific proof that this fat fuck saved 100 million lives? He pulls it out of his ass. Right. He just pulled it right out of his ass. A hundred million lives. First of all, what do you want to take credit for? Shit vaccines and ventilators. The things that have not stopped the spread of covid have hurt and killed people. That's what he's taking credit for. The vaccine and ventilators. OK, it's amazing how tone deaf he is tone deaf to what people in his party actually believe. Anyone outside his cult, and even people within his cult, okay? If it wasn't this fuckhead saying it, if it was someone else, the people in his cult would be saying they're full of shit. The vaccines didn't save any lives. The vaccines didn't stop the spread. The ventilators killed people, right? He also allowed Fauci to push drugs to kill people, like remdesivir, right? He doesn't talk about that. Does he want credit for remdesivir till? which killed who knows how many fucking people because they didn't even bother to do autopsies or keep track because they didn't want to show the fucking results of this poison. Just the contrast of Ron DeSantis and this guy, right? It really is. It's like comparing, I'm sorry, it's like comparing gold and shit. You got gold in one hand and you got a, you got a, a pound of crap in the other hand.
Here's another. This is a better one. She let him go on way too long. Way too long. What the fuck was he talking about in 1918? It was a totally different story. What's he talking about 1918? 1918, 1918. Yeah, 50 million people were killed. The 1918 flu. 50 million people were killed. What does that have to do with now? What is that? What is a disease over a hundred years ago have to do with a, a a cold virus now? Yeah. Here's Megan. Here, this is where she uh, calls him a bit on his lies about DeSantis. Uh, but I wasn't. I was not a big fan of Fauci. If you look at Ron DeSanctimonious, he was. This guy said the greatest things. I can give you articles that. Fauci's great. He's wonderful. We love him. We don't do anything without Fauci. This went on for months. But he didn't listen to Fauci. He did a hundred percent. Look, he shut down. Florida I will for a give month. you. He shut down Florida for a month. Oh, he shut it down for a lot of long. He shut down the beaches. He shut down the roads. He shut down a hospital. He was shutting down everything. He also had long lines of people getting the jab, as he called it. Let's all go get the jab. The guy tried to change. History in Florida. Now, eventually Florida was open, but a lot of these other governors were not. Now, of course, these are total lies. Uh, these are total lies. He opened Florida. He didn't listen to Fauci. Trump listened to Fauci. He started. DeSantis was criticizing Fauci from the summer of 2020 while this guy was still kissing his ass and gave him a medal seven months later. In January of 2021, he gave Trump a medal just before he left office. But of course, I'll play that clip also. Well, he doesn't even remember. He doesn't who gave him who gave him a medal? Who gave him a medal? Well, it's called the Presidential Medal of Honor, you old fuck. You gave him the goddamn medal. Who gave him the medal? I don't know. Who gives out those medals? The president. You gave it to him. I wasn't He says was sorry, I got him just came back up again. So, <laughs> you have, you have, sorry, sorry, I got to cut this off here. Um, Trump says that DeSantis is trying to change the history of Florida. What does that even mean? Is that, is that even proper grammar? Change the history of Florida? In what way is he trying to change the history of Florida? <laughs> what is he talking about? The only thing that's trying to change history is Donald Trump by saying that he did a great job and DeSantis did a horrible. Remember, this is the guy who said that Newsom and Cuomo did a better job than DeSantis. So talk about being a total fucking bullshit artist who's trying to rewrite history. We're not talking about rewrite. Once again, if we were talking about rewriting history of like 300 fucking years ago, and Americans, of course, are so fucking dumb, they know nothing about history. I could see it. I could see trying to fool people and actually fooling people if you're rewriting history from three centuries ago. This is fucking eight months ago, ten months ago. And yet his moron cult believes it. The same people who are praising Ron DeSantis, who are moving to Florida. Why doesn't he talk about that? Why were they moving from New York and California to Florida? Why? Because they were open when the rest of the country, led by Donald Trump, was shut down. The rest of the country was listening to the federal government. They were listening to Fauci and Trump. Florida did their own thing because of Ron DeSantis. 
What is he talking about? He didn't shut down the beaches. Gavin Newsom shut down the beaches. Ron DeSantis came out and said it was a ridiculous notion to shut the beaches down. When you're a pathological liar, you just lie pathologically about everything. And that's what he does. He's a pathological liar who just lies about everything, knowing that his moron cult will buy it. So I'm going to play some clips of DeSantis. I've done enough defending him. Let him defend himself, which he does quite aptly. So I'm going to find some of these clips of DeSantis uh, calling Trump on his total bullshit. Let's see here. Okay. Well, just things to just some things to remember, facts to remember. Trump locked the country down and gave the keys to Fauci. Trump had corporations make all of those ventilators. Trump signed a two trillion dollar bill and sent out the stimulus checks. Trump took money from Big Pharma. Trump is the father of Operation Warp Speed and the vaccine. All of those things are true. All of those things are true. So Trump is really just trying to run away from his own record. Run away from his own record. Let's see. Okay, here's a clip. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, DeSantis reacts. This is, let's see if I can cue this up. Here, this is, this is Trump saying, this is DeSantis' response to Trump saying, I don't understand. I don't know who gave, who gave Fauci a medal. I don't know. I don't know anything about a medal. And of course, his last day in office, he gave, he gave Fauci a presidential commendation. Megyn Kelly confronted him about that. And he said, oh, well, I don't know who that, who, who gave that to. It literally <laughs> says President Trump awards commendation. Is this the immaculate commendation or something like that? Does this no. happen in the thin air? Give me a break. People need to take responsibility for their action. There you go. There you go. It's called the presidential accommodation. This is also, if I can cue this up, this is a great, uh, this is a great ad that Never Back Down just put together. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You didn't fire Anthony Fauci. I'm not firing him. I think he's a wonderful guy. Not only did you not fire Fauci, you made him a star. You made him the face of the White House. You think so? Dr. Fauci is... He's out at every presser. He's a good man. I like uh, Dr. Fauci a lot. You actually gave him a presidential commendation before you left office. You don't take somebody like Fauci and coddle him. You bring Fauci in, you sit him down, and you say, Anthony, you are fired. So you'll see Ron DeSantis now beginning to really ratchet up the heat on Trump and call him on his bullshit. That's what you see more and more now. Here's here's DeSantis. Um, more going talking about Trump's lies. This is a bit longer clip. This is on the Steve Deese show, and uh, we know Steve Deese is pretty big in Iowa, and he he has uh, endorsed. Uh, used to be a Trump supporter, I believe. Now he's uh, endorsing um, Ron DeSantis. So let me just cue this up for you. 
This is a good one. All right. President in that interview was mentioned by the former president in that interview. Well, first, I think it's important to say that that is different from what Donald Trump used to say. I mean, he used to praise Florida for having been open. He used to say I was one of the country's great governors. Uh, he said we handled COVID correctly and brilliantly. So he used to say that he was on record always saying that. Uh, now, because I'm a threat to him, that's when he's now changing his tune. But the, some of the things he's saying are just bold-faced lies. We never mandated MNRA COVID shots. In fact, I called a special session of the Florida legislature to prevent any mandates in the state, and not just by the state government or local government. We provided protections for employees at private businesses, which a lot of establishment Republicans basically were saying businesses should be able to do whatever they want. Christy Noem said that. Their employees Cr- Cr- Christy Noem told yeah, her own so constituents in, in, in July of 2021 that if you don't want to work for a company with a vaccine mandate, just go get another job. She, she said that publicly. And that's so you're basically saying, you know, your job or the jab, you have to make a choice in that. So, so we fought against that. Clearly, Florida uh, led the way um, in being open uh, to much to the attacks that I used to, to, to suffer from. And a lot of the attacks that I suffered from through the balance of 2020 was the, the media in Florida leveraging the Trump White House against me and saying, oh, the governor isn't following the Trump White House uh, directives. He has restaurants open. He has schools open. He has all that stuff. So they really use that White House task force as a cudgel to try to beat me over the head to try to portray me as being reckless uh, because, you know, we had opened the state and we were doing all that. So, so that's just the reality. And then on Fauci, Steve, I'm the one that sold Don't Fauci My Florida shirts like two years ago. Don't Fauci My Florida flip-flops. I mean, this has been a rallying cry that we stood up to Fauci in Florida. Uh, the free state of Florida would not have been what we are uh, were it not for, uh, sorry about that, were it not for us standing up to Fauci. That's the bread and butter of what we've done to fight against Fauci. And here's the thing. I fought against Fauci when he was popular. It's easy for Republicans to, to, to ding him now because he's unpopular with the broader electorate. Back then, Donald Trump used to cite Fauci's poll numbers as a reason why Fauci was somebody that she listened to. He said, Fauci's got these great poll numbers, but we're listening to Fauci. Why don't we have the same poll numbers? And his campaign for reelection in October of 2020, they were running videos where Fauci is bragging that Donald Trump did everything I told him to do. They were putting that out as a positive message for their candidate. And then, of course, he did give Fauci a presidential commendation his last day in office. Megan asked him about it, and, and he said, like, what was that? Was that the immaculate commendation that just happened to happen? It said Donald Trump awards Fauci this commendation. So I thought it was really pathetic to, to sit there and listen to that dribble. Um, it, is, it is totally false. And you know what? People in your business, and I know you've, you've spoken out, there's a, people in your business who have their own shows, they know all that's false, too. Uh, we'll see how many of them are willing to step up to the plate and call a spade a spade. I am. I am, Governor. I'm willing. You know I am. Look, I know I call Biden and Fauci a lot of names. Uh, and I'm sorry, yeah, Fauci too, but uh, and Trump, because these are bold-faced pricks. They're prick liars, and they need to fucking go away, all right? It's one thing if they were, look, look at least Mitt Romney, look at Mitt Romney. 
He's retiring. He realizes people had enough of him. He's not even that old compared to these guys. And he knows when to say when. Finally, I railed a couple of shows ago on Tuesday about politicians and athletes not knowing when to say when. Well, okay, I'm not a big Romney fan, but at least he knows when to say when. Read the writing on the fucking wall. Read the tea leaves, however you want to say it. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Two, three, four decades in one business of immense power and wealth is a long enough. But Biden and Fauci and, and, and Trump don't understand this. And so they keep to, want to keep, continue to lie their way to more power, to more wealth. Lie their way to continue getting elected. All they do is lie. They, all they do is lie and lie and lie and lie. And it's, it's the kind of lies that are so obvious, as Ron DeSantis points out. It's so, they're so obvious that I have to fucking totally despise anyone who buys their fucking lies. Buys a lie that the Biden economy is great. Inflation just went up 4% again. Okay? By the lie that Trump told that Ron DeSantis loved Fauci and closed the beaches. Total lies. Lies. Lies that he couldn't fire Fauci. That he couldn't take him off. That he, that he had to have him at the top for a year. He had to have him as the top health advisor for a fucking year. There was no other choice. He was forced to do it. The great, tough Donald Trump alpha male was forced to have this little 80-year-old elf telling him what to do for a fucking year. And these people fucking buy this shit. So DeSantis is ratcheting up the heat now, but it's so easy because it's so easy to call Trump on his lies, which is what he does. And whenever Trump lies, DeSantis comes out and said, he lies, he's full of crap, here's why. Here's why. Imagine if a Democrat gave someone that Republicans despise a medal and then said, I don't remember giving anyone the medal. You give him a medal on your last day. You don't remember what you did the last 24 hours in the White House? You don't remember what you did a little over two years ago? And people buy that shit? Donald Trump commends Dr. Fauci with this medal, and then Trump says, oh, I don't know who gave him the medal. Once again, <laughs> yes, the lies bother me. But the fact that people accept these blatant lies, this is the 21st century. This is 2023. We have video. We have video from seven months ago, 10 months ago, 15 months ago that show the truth, that show these people are lying. And yet they can still get away with these lies because people in this country are so fucking politically ignorant. They're so dumb. They're so stuck in their cults and tribes that they allow people who they like to lie to their fucking face like they're fucking idiots. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the fucking total ignorance in this country from these fucking morons that elect people that create a shit world for the rest of us. You know, this is a Thursday show, but it's supposed to be a, it's really a Friday show. 
because I'm off tomorrow. I'm not, there'll be no show tomorrow. So today's really Friday. In fact, there'll be a film review at the end of the show. So this is supposed to be the light show of the week, but I have no choice because over the last 48 hours since my last show, this has all happened, right? We have the Trump lying up with Megyn Kelly and her barely calling him. on. Any, I mean, she barely called him on any of that stuff. And then we have Ron DeSantis doing the right thing in Florida with Joseph Ladipo and telling people under 65 to stay away from the crap facts. This might be another clip of DeSantis, I'm not sure. But you know what? While I'm looking, let's go to, uh, hey, Bill, how's it going, Bill? Or Mike, I'd love to be yelling with you, but you know, you know, I gotta be cool. Yeah, I'm not on the ledge or anything. I'm, it's not like I'm on the ledge. I'm not on the ledge, so I'm not like gonna jump off the ledge or anything. But it's just, you know. Oh, and also, look what we can talk about this now. How about the DNC? The big meeting they had earlier today. They pretty much decided, nah, we're gonna rig it. We're gonna rig the primary. Of course, well, we knew that was <laughs> They had a big meeting today, earlier today. To make the decision that, yeah, we'll rig it. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, stick, we'll stick with that plan. We'll stick with that plan. Oh boy, I tell you what. <laughs> it just gets more, more and more revealed how corrupt our political system is. You just shake your head in awe that it could be that blatantly corrupt and right in front of our faces, you know, and, and we... I don't know. We got the two crime families to choose from uh, that are sucking up all the oxygen of the, of the and deal the right now. The, and the people running this country try to convince the idiots in this country that, oh, mm. they're just as bad or just as corrupt in other places. They're full of shit. You know why they're full of shit? Because the people in other countries won't take it. Yeah. What people do here. People here will bend over and take it more than people in other countries, which is why other countries don't get away with being as corrupt. Mm. Country because the people get out there, and you know what? The people who are corrupt in the government, they let them know that not only might not you have your jobs, you might not have your lives if you continue this shit, if you continue to do this to us. It makes those people in other countries running those countries afraid of the people, which is the way it's supposed to be. No politician in this country is afraid of the people at all. That's true. So when they tell people, oh, it's it's really, go, go, go to Guatemala, go to this country, go to that country, it's like third world says, no, 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 it's bad here because the people here are the dumbest, the most submissive in the world. That's why. It's like they're um, too busy watching soap operas and they look at the real world and, and they apply that type of um, lack of critical thinking. Yeah. I don't know. It's like it's entertainment. I don't understand. I, it, it, I just... Uh, Shake my head and, you know, uh, I, I hear you 100%. I don't know what to make of it all. The, the, sucker, the tele, tell, tell, uh, vision programming has them totally programmed. You know what I mean, Mike? They, they, they just watch this crap. Yeah, and the, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? And then you have Tucker who is now basically sucking up to Trump. And I'm like, wait a minute. What happened to you? You know what I mean, Tucker? I thought you were about pulling back the veil on things and talking about the truth now and maturing, you know, 
because his dad was a reporter. He came up in the business. He meant how embarrassed he was, how he got behind the Iraq war and all the people that were condemned. He was condemning, you know, the good people. And so now suppose he's you know, awakened, you know what I mean? And suppose he just shows you what a lot of bullshit this whole, I don't know what the clown show is on all sides. You, you know what I mean? I'm not talking yeah. to Santos. Yeah. I'm, t- yeah. uh, you know, and, um, it's still a three ring circus, um, with Elon and, and, uh, uh, Tucker and, uh, they're not, they're not about free speech and telling the truth there. Of course, Tucker meets with Trump where he throws a bunch of softballs, basically sucking up to him and even lays down the idea of, aren't you worried about being a, an assassination attempt on your <laughs> oh, life? Yeah, no, yeah, right. You yeah. gotta be fucking yeah. kidding. If there, be a staged one to make him look like a huge martyr. You know what I mean? I mean, the, 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 the TV program is, is full of shit. Well, and you know, if Tucker really wanted to like combat Fox News after what they did to him, um, the yes. last person he should be sucking up to is Trump because Fox is the total that's, Trump that's, defense that's, network, you know? I know. <laughs> this is, this is. I, once he started doing that with Trump, I said, well, he's, he's just another puppet now. It's the whole drama. First of all, when you talk about the Dominion voting machines, there's a Haldeman report that nobody's screaming about, you know, that was under seal for two years, the corrupt judge in Georgia and the corrupt secretary of state. No one's screaming about that. It just, you know why? Cause it just proves what a fraud this whole, uh, Dominion lawsuit with Fox was another stage thing. You, I'm guaranteed they're not paying a dollar to anybody. There's no money being exchanged right. right. because yeah. it's, it's just it's part of the fucking part of me. Smith Modernization yeah. Act, mm-hmm. you know, State Department propaganda. It's just part of the show. No, I think I think the deal was get rid of Tucker. I think that's what they wanted. Yes, they said silence that well, yeah, guy but- who tells the truth and don't worry about money. Just silence the guy who tells the truth. Because, look, would it have been worth it for Murdoch? I've got another guy who's too old to run anything. But would it be would it, would it have been right? You think Murdoch would have taken the deal where he's got to pay a billion dollars and fire Tucker, who got the best rating on it? It doesn't make any sense. So, I, 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 you know, Bill, I bet you're right. I bet the actual deal was fire Tucker. That's that. We'll take it. Well, I, I, I gotta say, uh, it sure looks that way. And then I don't even know that he was leveraged Murdoch to do anything as much as it's all part of what I'm trying to say is they're all in this sort of deep CIA psyop and they're all playing their parts. You see what I mean? And who's control? So you gotta have an enemy. For a drama, you gotta have a good guy, supposedly bad guy, you know, someone else committing a crime allegedly, but nothing's done like the Biden crime family. You know what I mean? Oh, the DOJ is part of it along with the IRS. Nothing happens. It goes through, you get all these congressional hearings on it. Are we everything? I mean, you're so right on. I, I'm outraged. So I'm leaning on everybody in the housing department for all the way, because of course, first thing was, Mr. Bonatati, you know, real brief. Oh, we got a room. Somebody canceled. Are you ready to move? Stratford Housing at that. Finally, a disability unit, right? So 
Now, since I start challenging the policies and I wanted some answers from everybody from the Housing Authority uh, Commissioner's Office in Hartford to the Stratford, no, oh, all of a sudden, please stop contacting us. And all I'm doing is sending them articles like I just put in your live chat about how deadly the vaccine is, how the spike protein accumulates in the brain and, and kills brain tissue. Right. So I need to know what's their policy going forward or articles I've sent them on face diapers and how they don't work and they can't work because in N95, the OSHA rating yeah, for it know, is Bill, a particulate Bill, dust mask. It's like knocking your head against a wall at this point. If people we, oh, I know. after almost four years, after all we know, all the information is out there. These people have Google. They can do their own investigating. It's all out there. If they don't want to know by now, they don't want to know. OK. And there's no coercing them now. There's no sending them any information or facts. If they don't want to know now, it's because they don't want to know. Okay? They want to be anti-science. They don't care about the science. They care about their narrative. They care about following their leaders. That's all they care about, period. So at this point, at this yeah, point in this case, you know what? You want me to get the vax? Fuck you. You want me to wear a mask? Fuck you. That's it, Bill. Yeah, That's exactly. where we are now, Bill. Fuck you is the answer. Not you, you know, to these people. Who is no, saying no, you got to get the vaccine? Exactly. You got to socially distance. You got to wear a mask. No, you know what? Fuck you. That's it. We have tried long enough to be to educate them, to be nice, to be compliant. We have tried. Four years is long enough. Fuck you. That's it. That's all. No, I get it. But the thing here is. Now it's gone from Miss Bartitati, you ready to move? We got up to, we are considering your application and, and trying to find a place, a suitable place for you to reside. You see what happens now? Now it's, you're back in the system waiting list. You see? Because they don't want me there. Just like the Catholic Church when they canceled me with their, uh, Catholic charities after I've been there three times. Because they have housing units that are federally funded for disabled here in Fairfield County. They have six housing developments. So rather than help me get a disability unit where they're federally funded, because I wouldn't settle, you know, with Detroit Law, the whole Fordham thing, um, Oh, they canceled my appointment, and then no response from Bishop Kajano's secretary. No, no, I want to talk to him directly. Of course, they don't want me there either in the state housing situation, federal house, where I'm talking to people. I'm not wearing a mask and I'm barking. You're not going to put that face diaper on me because it's going to get potentially give me uh, some type of uh, bacterial pneumonia and reduce my oxygen levels, make me sleepy, which is what they want. They want people to be. Uh, complicit yeah, zombie. and sleepy and zombie. dumb me down. <laughs> exactly. Be a zombie. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> be, a, be a zombie and be happy about the zombie being a zombie. That's exactly what they want. You know, it's exactly. And don't don't walk around without that mask on and talk about not getting vaccinated because the spike protein will accumulate and kill brain cells. That's what this is right at the top of the. Um, live chat is the link like kill it accumulates in the brain and kills brain cells the the injection alone does this you see that so i mean so of course i send these people these things i'm like look i really want to talk about this the other thing like take another example right the sexual violence alliance up they thank me for sending them COVID articles 
they they thank me already for you know exposing the Catholic Church and fighting for change and everything. This is in Hartford, yeah. the Sexual Violence Alliance. Now I got to know the girls when I sent them the COVID articles. They send me thank yous on the COVID articles. <laughs> yeah, right. Because that's people who want to know to help save lives and save people from injury. It's a t- this vaccine yeah, is a I form watching, of rape, Mike, watching, yeah, to force it on people. I was watching MLB Network yesterday, and I, they were highlighting mm-hmm. some player. I believe it was for the Baltimore Orioles. And they were talking about him coming back after missing the 2021 season. You know what he missed the 2021 season with? Myocarditis. Bill, Bill, you've oh, been God. in sports football when did you hear of an athlete having myocarditis before 2021 no but never well you talked about 20 what hey i wonder why he got it in 2021 not 2019 not what happened in 2021 if you were an athlete and you wanted to play baseball right they forced you to get if you wanted to be a fucking announcer they forced you this is how fucking insane these people are okay not were let's not say when we say things like oh look at how crazy they were to close the beaches no no they're still crazy those nutty people a year later two years later are still fucking nuts they do the same fucking thing yeah. now. It's not like they got they got smart or they got less nutty over the last two years. They're still crazy. These crazy people, remember they put the fucking cardboard cutouts in the stands? They wouldn't let the announcers yeah. go anywhere near the players. They wouldn't let the announcers. They let them call the game at home, but not on the road, because on the road you get COVID, not at home. They made players get these shots that they wanted to play. And so what happened? This kid mm-hmm. got the shot, and he got myocarditis. A 23-year-old athlete got myocarditis in 2021. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. You know? And no one's fucking talking about this. They say he got myocarditis, and they don't say how he got it. Like it happened by osmosis. I'm so tired of this. Yeah, in fact, I'm tired of it. Dr. Peter McCullough, his statistics showed, because you run by the numbers, you get the truth, that it was after the vaccine introduction that the incident of cardiac events on playing fields in Europe went up tenfold. I know. That's a thousand percent, right? Tenfold. I know. Look, you had nurses and doctors yeah. who weren't afraid to speak out, yeah. the very few who said they're seeing, yes, they're seeing like, you know, 50 times the amount of one nurse said, I've seen like 500 myocarditis patients. I'd never seen one before. There are doctors who were saying it's wow. like I've seen like 20 wow. times more myocarditis patients over the last two years than I've seen in my entire fucking career. And yet is anything done about that? <laughs> Do they stop the production of these vaccines because of that? That's why Ron DeSantis, I love what he did in Florida. It's brand Falls again, but when he's present, he has to stop the production of these vaccines. Period. Yes. Period. Yeah, yeah. And we have Next to get year out of the, is the last we fall. I want to hear about this boat. shit. Okay, jab number twenty-seven is the last fucking one. Next year, that's it. Come twenty twenty-five, this shit has to end. It has to end. You know what's going to happen, Mike? What's going to what, what? What? A lot of the good doctors, you know, the ones they blackballed, they say the dirty dozen. There's thousands who are trying to fight this system, and lawyers um, like Tom Renz and uh, well, there's a fellow out of Germany who's also licensed in New York. Uh, it'll come to me. I can see him, but they they know it's so corrupt. Going to the courts, like even um, oh. Sherry Tenpenny, who's an osteopath out of Maine, best of my recollection. 
she lost her medical license. She's unvaccinated. All her kids are unvaccinated. She's an osteopath. She doesn't believe in vaccines at all. We're not just talking COVID vaccine, right? Because of the vaccine adjuvants, the mercury, and now the aluminum. There's a baby who died. I just saw an article, baby who died. I have to fetch it. When they did an autopsy, it was aluminum in the brain. A baby. Because the adjuvant they use now is aluminum in traditional vaccines and the vaccine schedule for kids is freaking nuts. RFK Jr. talked about this. He goes, when I was a kid, it was like six did vaccines. You hear, did you hear that? Nut, John, you hear the Wicked Witch of the East, Kathy Hochul, talking about this a couple of days ago, saying you no. get the new vaccine because the old vaccine. She said she basically she basically said you can't count on these vaccines to work. <laughs> get, get, get them every right, right. six months because you can't count them to work. These people are fucking Madness. crazy. They're crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, have you ever heard of the of former attorney that hosts Robert Barnes out of Canada, Viva yeah. Frey? Viva, yeah. yeah. He has a rant because Fauci is talking about the vaccines, of course. He's still getting interviewed. This freaking scumbag can't, won't yeah. go away. Now he's got a professorship at Georgetown. Yeah. Like you said, our medical schools. He Fauci given the uh, graduation speech at Yale here he in Connecticut, where I am. They keep interviewing him. If they stopped interviewing him, he'd have no choice but to go away. But they keep calling him. Yeah, but you see. He is, he, he, they're all sponsored by who? Pfizer, sponsored by Pfizer. Yes. And so, of course, they're going to interview him. Right. right because he pushes their vaccines. They're poison. So, of course, he's lying about myocarditis. He's saying that, you know, there's a very small incident for young men of myocarditis. But, of course, the vaccine, the, um, I'm sorry, COVID has a higher no, incident of myocarditis. Total fucking lie. Right, right. Joseph yes. Latipo mm-hmm. knows that, right? Now, Joseph Latipo went to Harvard. Yeah, I know. Oh, he's here in He's an incredibly smart guy. He can talk about issues yeah. other than medical stuff, as he has in the past. He's talked about other stuff, political stuff, outside of the medical. This guy could actually be a governor or president. He's very smart. Absolutely. Very smart. Yeah. In fact, I, I have, a long time ago I wrote about him. He's got multiple degrees from multiple universities. I just don't remember. The one that I remember was his medical as one at Harvard. But he's got a, He's yeah. in Harvard, right? Yeah. 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 So, the, so they're right on. And of course, Ron Johnson, he's been trying to expose this from the beginning. His multiple round table, you know, um, they weren't, com- the, they weren't congressional because the Congress didn't want to hear it. You know what I mean? So he'd have his round table hearings and all the good doctors would speak and the, and the, and the, Loved ones who uh, who survived and their their kids died or their you know they got injured and it was just heart wrenching you know and of course the mainstream media poops all this that it's COVID that's given it to them not the vaccine you know we get the same propaganda over and over and over, and over, over again and over again the same thing it hasn't yeah. changed because they haven't been once again I'm just like talking same thing they haven't been punished they haven't been punished no what's the no. what's the no. you know um what's the punishment element here you know there's no punishment element so there's like why not keep doing it if a criminal keeps on getting away with doing criminal activity they're going to keep being criminal Mm -hmm. why would they stop you know well that's the problem we we have a congress that's been got their nuts cut off the money flow cuts off their nuts it's all about the money they you know you got anyone's a doctor in congress like Rand paul he argues on the right side of things, of course, against the vaccines, of course, uh, and trying to get uh, 
some type of legislation. <laughs> Good luck. And then you have, of course, uh, who's the fellow, Mike, who stood up for RFK Jr. He's got a virology degree. Oh, good guy, Massey. Yeah, Massey. Right? He's another one. Then, then in Europe, you got the M, uh, member of parliament, uh, Andrew Bridgen, another guy who went to medical school like Daniel. Okay? And these guys know. But... Even Andrew Bridgen, when he was interviewed, remember the Dr. John Campbell interviewed him, and then Dr. John Campbell's, that video got taken down, he got a strike for one of his interviews, for the one with Andrew Bridgen. Freaking YouTube, part of the propaganda machine. You can't, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Dore, anytime he cites anything, he's got to cite the disclaimer for YouTube about, you know, it's fucking, and we know he's doing this, he even lets you know, but with his, satire that he's, he's doing it because he has to hang it but the fact that he even has to do it is pathetic it's sickening right that's the world we live in today it's maddening because well as viva free rants he goes well wait a minute here he said the vaccine doesn't work it's been t it's never been tested to stop transmissions but it doesn't stop you from getting sick he says so if if Okay, so think about it. If COVID has a myocarditis issue, according to little monster mafia head, their Fauci, right? If COVID has a, if, let's sake of discussion, play devil's advocate. This is his video. I put it in the chat. He's saying, if, if COVID is causing myocarditis and the vaccine has this incident of myocarditis and it doesn't stop the transmission, then by taking, by, you want to make the devil's advocate argument, then What's the point of getting the vaccine and then upping your risk of myocarditis? Yeah. You see what I mean? If COVID already is supposed to give you myocarditis, why would you take a vaccine that would make it worse? Add to it. In other words, he's playing the devil's advocate role, but in, and in the same sense, it champs sounds Fauci's argument for the vaccine. Because did you, did you get that? Either way, now you got two factors causing you myocarditis. Just plain devil's advocate along with Fauci. So the whole thing is bullshit. He, he goes off on this one, you know, and that's, but of course he's totally against the vaccine, Viva, as is Robert right. Barnes and the Brooks Jackson. Go ahead, go ahead. But what, what it's just, you know, just, it's, it's con the constant lies just burn my ass. Whether it's coming from yes. Biden or Fauci or Trump. And they're all basically aligned now, as I've written many times. Um, on the COVID yeah. stuff and the vaccines and uh, if they're all Fauci and Biden and whether, you know, Trump supporters want to believe it or not too bad. Trump is totally aligned with Fauci and Biden yes. on the vaccines. So you have to say, you know, enough is enough with this total bullshit. Enough is enough, you know, and it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's bad when it comes from the president. It's bad when it comes from a guy who's running for president again, because obviously, obviously if Donald Trump were, were to win or Joe Biden were to win again, nothing would change. Nothing would change. Either way, you'd have someone up there who will allow this vaccine production, right? Biden believes in the vaccine and Trump believes in the vaccine. So they will allow mm -hmm. this production vaccine every fucking year. Exactly. Where someone like Ron DeSantis will obviously put an end to it. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's a clear choice. And if yeah, you get in you bring way. RFK Jr. I don't know what, I don't know exactly. I, I Maybe I can find someone who will know. <clears throat> I'm not sure the power Ron DeSantis has the president to stop the production of a vaccine. Maybe he can make it more difficult. Maybe he can pull funding. I'm not sure. But what he could at least do is do what he just did in Florida on a national federal level. Let's put it this way, Bill. If the president of the United States comes out and says what DeSantis just said in Florida, 
that everyone under 65 shouldn't take it, that they're going to have to stop producing it because no one's going to take it. You see, he'd use the bully pulpit to make right. sure that so few people take it that it won't be worth producing anymore. So he could actually come at it from that right. angle as well. Well, yeah, I, I would like to see him go farther. There is no risk-benefit ratio that that, that that taking the vaccine is beneficial to anybody because of the no, no, comorbidities. What he said, uh, yeah. as I read at the beginning of the show, and you can go on Ladapo's Twitter page, and I think his second or third tweet down, he puts out all the directives that they put out to the people in Florida. But even people over mm. 65, they said, you need to talk to your health care provider and look at these bullet mm-hmm. points. And the bullet points they put in there showed that you even have an increased risk of problems over 65 if you get the vaccine. Of course, so, of course. They're making it, yeah. you know, they're at least making people over 65 think before going ahead right. and, and getting it. You know what's sad, Mike? The biggest problem with people over 65 is, is you, as people get elderly, they slow down. Some they lose a spouse. They're inside more, especially with all this fear scam. They end, you ever hear the tea and toast diet? Happens to a lot of people. They get even if they get older, where they're not taking care of themselves. Maybe they're not getting a full balanced diet with all the, you know, minerals and and vitamins that are help keep people healthy. And and this is the biggest thing. Or the other thing that the um, MIT Dr. Seneff talks about is all the chemicals uh, that destroy gut bacteria and that then weaken your immune system and and also contribute to cancer that are not only in our foods commercial foods but also our commercial cleaning products our body care cosmetic products all this adds up the toxic load and which is why we have the like the highest cancer rate in the in the world in fact i put in a link that has statistics on how sick we are as a nation compared to the world it's horrific yeah could um, you imagine I, as i read some of the directives from letipo where they actually told people that maybe you should go out and get some sun you know eat some vegetables yeah. watch out for the processed foods has biden ever mm-hmm. said that has trump ever said that has fauci no. ever talked about that at all no mm-hmm. nope never not once it's yep. true so listen to this one the u.s has the lowest life expectancy at birth the highest death rates for uh, avoidable or treatable conditions, the highest material, I'm sorry, maternal and infant mortality, and amongst the highest suicide oh, rates. We are, USF, we are first world country, all these other countries are third world jungle countries. Yeah, bullshit, total bullshit. We have the highest rate of, the, of people with multiple chronic conditions and obesity rate nearly twice that of the OECD, which I always, which I don't know what it stands for there. I haven't looked that up, but it probably has to do with the European yeah. nations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, when you, the, the point being here is why is that? That's what needs to be looked at. What's going on? It's the processed yeah. foods, the GMO foods, yeah. all the you know, toxic I loads. Again, I, I went to Italy. I ate like a pig. I lost weight. Janine Piero said the exact same thing about a month ago. She went really? to Italy. She ate more calories than she eats here. She lost weight because of the processing wow. of the food here. That's the difference. Big difference. Wow. I knew you yep. said that. I didn't realize yes, you did. the I, other I lady said my chair. that. I said I had the same experience. She said the exact same thing. Wow. I had the exact same experience. She went to Italy. Ate like a pig and lost weight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. I couldn't believe it. 
I couldn't believe it because I was like, especially at the time when I went to Italy, I was like really watching my, I was like, you know, that was like in the, when I really was working out, I work out a lot, but that, you know, I was like in my thirties and I was like, I was eating chicken breast all the time <laughs> and I went to Italy and I ate like, you know, Italian food. I had meatballs and lasagna and cannolis and mm -hmm. all this stuff for a week and I lost like five pounds and I said, how, how I have to really work mm. my ass off here not to gain weight in this country, you know, and there I ate whatever mm. I wanted and I was feeling better and lost weight. It's the processing of the foods and the crap they put in our food here. Yeah. That they don't allow, yeah. they don't do it's, in other countries. And this is why we have childhood obesity and metabolic syndrome because of that. It's in the school food, all the, you know, in the anything, it's so unhealthy. Uh, what's being fed to the kids today that we have the highest rate of obesity for children in the world and uh, what's metabolic syndrome that's a talk about a bellwether that should be waking right. people Bill, up I'm going to let you go you know I, mean? I want to get to a couple of things film review okay. the show but I'll see you next week all right thanks yeah man. great talk <laughs> to you Monday it, as always thank you um, so I want to just play this clip we're going to move from Trump and the COVID thing to RFK Jr. So we know RFK Jr. said that earlier on Thursday, uh, today, the 14th, that uh, the DNC was going to meet and go over their rules and bylaws. And he was hopeful they were going to make the primary more fair. Yeah, okay. Well, his hopes went out the window. And this was what he said uh, today about that. Hey, everybody, it's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. here. Well, today the DNC did convene its Rules and Bylaws Committee. But sadly, not much has changed. Our primary is still not free and fair. The DNC is continuing to coerce New Hampshire to bend to the wishes of President Biden's re-election campaign. And if New Hampshire doesn't comply, then the votes of the people of New Hampshire won't count. And, of course, there was no mention in the meeting of separating the Biden campaign financially and organizationally from the DNC. The DNC, by its own charter, is supposed to be impartial, but they're not even bothering to pretend. Meanwhile, our campaign is unstoppable. We continue to build momentum. We're getting giant crowds. We have over 200,000 volunteers. The contributions are coming in, and I want to thank all of you for your support. In signing that petition to the DNC, we generated over 30,000 signatures in the last 24 hours. And I got to personally speak to so many of you and hear your concerns for our democracy and for our country. This is only the beginning. We're going to take back our country. We have a people-powered movement. And, uh, and I want to thank all of you for your continued support. And God bless you all. Now, I'm a little concerned about that because he doesn't say anything about running as independent. I actually responded. And I said, you have to run as independent. And I think he has to run as independent. If he's going to continue to run within this Democratic Party machinery, he has no chance. He'll go the way of Bernie twice. So I think he has to run as an independent. I don't know if he's still thinking about it. He mentioned it before the meeting. Nothing went right at the meeting. They decided they're going to rig the primary, so I can't see why. Maybe he's thinking about it. Maybe he needs some time to process it. I don't know. My opinion is he cannot run as a Democrat. That running as a Democrat, to me, it's, it, 
it's pointless. It's pointless. And I think he really he mentioned this about a week ago. He he really needs to look at it as the people he's taking money from. Is he is robbing their money by running, lack of a better term, running as Democrat? You know, their money could be put to better use. I believe if he ran as an independent. So I think that's what he needs to do. And like I said, yes, will he win the White House as an independent? No, probably not. But he's not even going to get the nomination as a Democrat. I mean, maybe he'll do that. Maybe, who I don't know. Maybe after the primary is over, he'll run as independent, right? Um, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, is that I think he needs to uh, teach them a lesson. I think they're calling his bluff that they believe he won't have the balls to do that. Or they believe if he did, he couldn't hurt them, which is bullshit. Of course he can. Elections are very tight these days. So it's, I, I think he very well could end up hurting Biden if he ran as independent. So I think the DNC needs to be taught a lesson. We've seen this before. He talked about them not separating, the DNC not separating from the Biden. We've seen this before. They didn't set, they were They were in Hillary's back pocket in 2016. They were in Biden's back pocket in 2020. This is not going to end. The DNC does not separate them. They, they, they pick the candidate they want and they help them win. It's that fucking simple. Who cares what's in their charter? They don't follow their fucking charter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. DeSantis going back over to that side, says what's obvious, but I'm glad he said it, that the odds of Trump winning if convicted is close to zero. He said it was unlikely Republican frontrunner Trump could win the White House if he's convicted in his criminal trials, offering some of his most strident comments yet on the former president's legal challenges. I think the chance of getting elected president after being convicted of a felony is as close to zero as you can get, DeSantis said in an interview with CBS News' Nora O'Donnell. DeSantis was asked if uh, voters would elect someone facing 91 criminal counts. I didn't think even before all this, the president should, former president should have run again. He said there's too many voters who says he's a deal breaker for them. So this is a tonal shift for sure. He's finally, well, I say finally, there's plenty of time. He's starting to ratchet up the criticisms of Trump and these obvious truths that I've been talking about for, for, for months now. These obvious truths that he is just a far better, stronger candidate than Donald Trump. But that's not even close. So he's beginning that process of educating people about that, which is good. And saying what needs to be said. Okay, I want to briefly mention this, then we'll go to the film review. But I don't know if this is a big deal or not, but Hunter Biden's been indicted by David Weiss, the special counsel, in connection with the gun he purchased uh, four years ago, five years ago, uh, the first time in history the Justice Department has charged, you know, has, has charged the child of a sitting. Isn't this a great time? Is this a great time to be alive or a shitty time to be alive, right? So we have the first time in U.S. history the Justice Department has charged the child of a sitting president and the first time a former president. It's been within months of each other, right? Is this a good thing, the times we're living in, or not? Maybe it is good. Maybe this is the time of accountability. Maybe this should have been done, as many people have talked about before, to presidents and children of presidents, regardless of who you are, how powerful you are. Maybe it's good. I mean, it's bad that people are so corrupt and criminal, 
in high positions, but this is not a shock to us, right? But it is kind of shocking that they're finally being prosecuted for it. Maybe this is a new pattern. So we have someone on the Democratic side and someone on the Republican side. We have Trump. Now we have Hunter Biden, who have now been charged with uh, felonies, right? The three charges include making false statements on a federal firearms form, possession of a firearm as a uh, prohibited person. The White House thought the Hunter Biden legal drama would end this summer, but a plea deal reached with the White House to resolve the matter without charges collapsed over the summer amid scrutiny from a federal judge. Court filings show that a summons was issued Thursday from the appearing court for initial appearance in the charges. Unclear when it's going to happen. Uh, let's see how is there is there any how a, is there jail time involved with this? I'm sure there are, right? Um, yeah, there's some jail time. The charges, if convicted on all counts, Hunter Biden could theoretically face as much as 25 years. That's not going to happen. However, defendants very rarely get the maximum penalty, especially in cases like these involving nonviolent crimes and an alleged first-time offender. Uh, one count accuses Biden of lying on an ATF form when he bought the gun by falsely swearing he wasn't addicted to legal drugs. Not only was he addicted, he was, you know, he was... Uh, what was he doing? Her crack, heroin, everything. Uh, count two accuses Hunter Biden of lying to the federally licensed gun dealer in Wilmington where he bought the gun. The original lie was related to the same sworn statement on the ATM form. And count three accuses Hunter Biden of illegally possessing the gun while using drugs or being addicted to drugs, which is a federal crime. He possessed the gun for 11 days in 2018. In fact, we know they shot that video, that photo of him holding the gun at his side when he's naked. Um, <laughs> Democrats are such hypocrites. Aren't they the party of strict gun control? Aren't they trying to make laws to prevent us law-abiding citizens from preventing from from protecting ourselves in cities that they have driven into high crime, right? Cities they have made dangerous. Cities they have made dangerous to live in, yet they make it impossible for law-abiding citizens to protect themselves. Isn't that the party that they come out with every quote-unquote mass shooting and blame guns in the Second Amendment? What hypocrites they are. Why isn't he condemning? Why isn't Joe Biden, who loves to condemn gun owners and come out and scream after every quote-unquote mass shooting, why isn't he coming out and condemning his son? Why isn't he coming out and condemn, condemning him for this? As he once said, this is not in line with democratic values. This is not in line with my values. He's never come out and made that kind of a statement. And of course, all Democrats are defending him on the same people. These same people, these same hypocrites are now coming out and defending Hunter Biden. I don't think I've ever seen hypocrisy as, as, as blatant and in your face from so many different people, so many different sides as we have now. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's stunning what people believe they can get away with. Look, there are rumors that this guy is still addicted to drugs, right? There have been videos of him recently where wasn't there one on the balcony where he was acting very bizarre and moving back and forth and then he went away and they're, they're saying he might still be have some, some drug issues. I mean, this guy is a mess. He's a total mess. And once again, a little more hypocrisy. If he was Trump's son, you know, I'm no Trump fan. But hey, fair is fair. If he were Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, 
or DeSantis's kid if they were old enough. God knows what the Democrats would be screaming about, right? If the shoe were on the other party's foot. And the media, you never hear, never hear the end of it. So I had to pull some strings. I had to pull some strings because, as you know, I usually do film reviews on uh, on Fridays, right? But tomorrow, I'm, I'm I have the night off, and so I've decided to do the film review on Thursday, right? I decided to do a film review on Thursday instead. So <laughs> it was tough to do this, but I figured it out. But I had to get uh, John Williams and the Boston Pops up here a day earlier, right? And they were I have to give them credit. Well, they have a lot of time, right? The writer's strike. There's no films to work on now, right, guys? Yeah. All right. But still, you did the right thing. You came up a day early to play me in. I have a big movie to review tonight, okay? Big movie. Um, and uh, I think uh, I think this is uh, the perfect film for our times. And it's, it's interesting because it's, it's amazing how quickly – it's really amazing how quickly they're making films about events now, right? Something happens and like a week later there's a film out about – I don't know how they do it so quickly, but they do. But if John Williams, if you guys are ready, if you play me in, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. So the film is Dumb Money. Now, Dumb Money is about the period in uh, late 2020 to early 2021 where that GameStop uh, stock went through the roof, remember? And uh, it was a, a, a regular old guy who was doing podcasts about, you know, uh, stocks. And a guy named Keith Gill, G-I-L-L, who was doing some, you know, uh, podcast about stocks and really liked GameStop. It was low. It was about three bucks at the time. And he would go on and talk about why he liked it so much and why he thought it was a decent investment. And he also mentioned on his podcast how he had been involved in the business a little bit and he had been wrong in the past, but he feels really strongly about this. And what happened is people started buying it, right? They trusted him. They liked him. Um, there was a cat theme going on with him. He would have a lot of cats. He liked cats. He'd wear cat shirts. He'd have a video of a cat jumping. And that was like the intro to his podcast. And he was on YouTube and all these places. And Reddit was the big thing, I think. And he um, got people to trust him, right? Because he was this regular guy, right? With a regular job, not worth a lot of money in Massachusetts, who people could identify with. And they said, okay, we trust you, basically. People around the country said, we trust you. So they started to buy GameStop. And it went from $3 to $10 to $21. And as we know, the high was about, what, 360 it Went through the roof, right? And we know he made millions of dollars and other people made millions and hundreds of thousands of dollars, just regular people like you and I. And the film documents go six or seven different people from around the country different walks of life, a couple of students, a nurse played by America Ferrara, who decided that they were going to put basically their life savings, a, a kid that worked at, at GameStop played by Tony Ramos, and they all put whatever they could into it, right? 
and they trusted him and it kept on going up and up and up and up. And then of course it got to the point where they made so much money. Uh, I think Keith had made like 11 million where they had to make a decision, right? Are we going to sell? Are we going to sell? But no, he believed kind of like the sky was the limit with this. So they trusted him. These people trusted him. So as the film goes along, we're seeing these people who have a pot to piss in, most of them net worth being in the negative with student loans and, and debt and such, who stuck with him and had, you know, $150,000, $200,000 in their accounts and decided not to sell, but to stay with Keith. And of course, the result was they made even more money eventually. We know the ups and downs of the story, right? Once again, this is just from a couple of years ago, when the big shots, the hedge fund people, the short sellers were losing money. The billionaires were losing money. People like Steve Cohen, played by... Uh, the eccentric Vincent Tenofrio plays the eccentric Steve Cohen, who we know owns this huge pig, and the pig plays a part in the film. Uh, also, Ken Griffin, played by the fantastic, hilarious Nick Offerman. Gabe Plotkin, played by uh, Seth Rogen. When they get wind of what's happening and they know they're losing all this money, they do all they can to stop it from happening. Um, and we know that led to the, the issues with uh, Robinhood, right? The platform where they were buying and selling this stop. And Sebastian Stan plays Vlad Tenev, who was the guy who owned uh, uh, Robinhood, right? So we know the shenanigans they played behind the scenes to try to pressure him into deplatforming. And at one point they do. Remember, they stopped allowing the buying of the stock for a while. And also the podcast that Keith Gill was hosting, the, the, the platform deplatformed him. So there was a point there as the film depicts where they could no longer connect with him. They didn't know what he was doing. And that's, that created kind of a, a panic sell on top of the fact they couldn't buy anymore. They could only sell, right? And then there's also the House Judiciary Committee hearings with Maxine Waters and AOC and all that. And that's also depicted in the film. And Keith was summoned to talk, as were the hedge fund people. And so we get through that period. And after that, everything started to come back again, right? Robin Hood put it back on the platform. Keith Gill got his podcast platform back. The stock went up again, and they all made a lot of money on it. But now the film is, is fantastic in a couple of different ways. You know, I don't get into this money game stuff. We've seen a few films lately about this, right? About hedge funds and Wall Street. And I am not into the numbers. I don't understand a lot of it. I don't understand how a guy like um, Steve Cohen could be worth $12 billion or Gabe Plotkin could be worth $400 million or Ken Griffin could be worth him. I don't know how they make their money. I kind of get it. The film doesn't really get into the specifics of the short sell and the holding and all that stuff. It plays a part in it. But what the film does really well is it shows the David versus Goliath dynamics of this whole thing, where you have these regular people from regular law and regular lives, regular existence, just trying to make it against this Wall Street power brokers who find ways, of course, legal crossing the line, illegal ways, of course, to make all this money through short selling. And it sets up this great David versus Goliath story where it really it develops the characters of these regular folks really well, especially Keith Gill, Paul Dano, and uh, and Jenny, America Ferraro plays the nurse. We see people who are hard workers who just want to make a living and maybe find a way to beat these Wall Street guys at their own game and just make a little, a pittance 
of what these Wall Street uh, guys like Cohen and Griffin and Plotkin have made in their lives. And it really taps into that David versus Goliath story, and maybe the idea of what is what is true. What is true Catholicism? Is, there's a, is, it, is it a level playing field? Of course it's not a level playing field. It's not. Particularly well done in the film is the relationship between Paul and his brother, Kevin, played by Pete Davidson. Davidson has gotten really great at playing like these stoners who are a lot smarter than you think they are. The stoners who kind of play dumb, right? And in this role, there's an interesting dynamic between Keith and Kevin where they argue a lot and Kevin, played by Pete, is always calling Keith a nerd. But under that, there's a, a, a deep appreciation for what uh, Keith has done, right? For what he's been able to accomplish. The way he's been able, Kevin really is happy that he's able to beat these fat cats at their own game, even though he doesn't want, of course, give him credit for. Her. So this dynamic between the two brothers, which really plays out well, and I think is actually a big underrated part of this film and also the development, like I said, of all these, the characters of these people, they're real people that we can identify with, whether it's Keith who starts the whole thing, whether it's uh, Jenny, the nurse, or whether it's, whether it's uh, Marcus, the guy who works at the kid who works at GameStop. Um, we really get to uh, know them as like real people, right? Not just investors in, uh, in a stock, but real people who are struggling who really just want to uh, make it and deserve deserve a piece of that uh, American pie, right? That the Steve Cohens and the Gabe Plotkin and the Ken Griffins have have taken so much of. It also makes this whole thing very thrilling. It really develops it well. The way it started out, the way he's able to get people to stay with him, uh, the way he gets people to hold or holdle, as they say, right? H O D L and not sell. And also the intercutting between them and, and the fat cats who are getting very nervous, right? Who uh, have to be bailed out because they've lost so much money to these regular kids on Reddit. It develops the whole thing in a very kind of thrilling edge of your seat way. Um, and, and it makes it a palatable, believable and understandable and relatable. And it makes these numbers, this, this numbers game, this Wall Street game, this game of hedge funds and short sells into a very thrilling human film. OK, and I, I thought it was really well done. OK, and I think everyone should see it uh, directed by uh, Craig Gillespie. OK, that's uh, dumb money. And I think Gillespie's kind of made a name for making films um, uh, uh, this, of this nature. And, and Dumb Money is, is fantastic. So I really highly, highly recommend giving Dumb Money a, uh, a thumbs up. And I'm giving it three and a half stars. And all the performances are, are, are fantastic. They really are. And uh, if you want a better understanding of that period of time, and what happened also, by the way, I should mention this. It really <laughs> works in COVID and the whole masking thing. Well, because as we know, from mid 2020 to early 2021, that was the height of COVID hysteria with the masking. So, yes, every scene has people wearing masks. In fact, the film uh, kind of even points it out in a way, uh, I guess, reflecting on how annoying the whole situation was. So we have a lot of people in masks making a lot of money, dumb, dumb money wearing dumb masks. But you're going to see the whole COVID thing with the masking played out in this film, probably more than any of the film we've seen so far. And it kind of uses COVID also as a as a timeline for, for the film as well. So we might see more of that in the future, right? This is kind of the first film that really does it 
where it has to be, as much as we might hate seeing people wearing masks, it has to be historically accurate, right? So that also plays a part in, in dumb money as well. All right? So I highly, highly recommend it. All right. So that's our show for the day. Go see, uh, go see Dumb Money. I hope you have a good weekend. I have tomorrow off. I have Friday off. So there'll be no show tomorrow, no Friday show. I'll be back Monday, though. I'll be back Monday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern time. I hope everyone will be here along with me, okay? The name of this show is And Let's Be Heard. And until Monday night, this is Micah Chopley reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.